Hi, this is Chef Justin Kingsley Hall of Main Street Provisions. Hi, this is Jolie Menina. I'm the founder of SecretBurger.com. Bonjour, c'est Benoit Cornet from the French Cottage Bakery, and you're listening to Two Sharp Chefs. Hello, and thanks for joining us. Two Sharp Chefs and a Microphone here. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef and journalist. And I'm Louis Victor, chef and professional food photographer. We started this podcast in memory of one of the best food culture ambassadors of all time, Anthony Bourdain. In his memory, we wanted to do the right thing and build a better sense of community among cooks, chefs, restaurant workers, and food lovers here in Las Vegas and worldwide. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Happy Festivus. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, all kinds of stuff. Happy holidays. How are you? 2020 Christmas is finally here, and I hope you're celebrating in the comfort of your own homes. Which means it's so close to New Year's, which means it's so close to 2020 being over. Yeah. I know. Let's all set fire to this dumpster (laughs) over here. So Louie and I both wanted to talk about tamales for Christmas. Uh, I'm going to give you a little history of the tamale or the tamal, because that's actually the right way to say it. Singular tamal. Tamales is plural. Um, So the tamal goes back to as far as 8,000 BC, Louie, which I was actually a little surprised about. Um, They say that goes back to Mesoamerica, um, originating most likely in Mexico and Guatemala. Uh, the reason why they had them back then, it predates the tortilla even, um, because back then they needed the portability even more so because they'd always be traveling to hunt. Um, obviously, they didn't have refrigeration. They didn't have ways of preserving things even all the way back then. And so this was an easy way to use the corn that they had and to put it like in a little package of a banana leaf or corn husk. <laughs> they could have so many of them and they could travel and they could go to battle with them. They could go on hunting trips with them. They could get around to them. And so that's how the tamal was born, Louie. There's a titan of the tamales in Huasteca in a region in Mexico where they make it for like a community instead of like a single tamale for like a, you know, a family or like a group of tamales for like a family. Mm-hmm. So they make a tamale that can be up to 10 feet long and can weigh more than 100 pounds. I wonder how they steam it. Interesting. A very, very big steamer right? with lots of water. I want to see this 100 pound tamale. This is, I've never seen yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, we should look that up for sure. Um, so tamales, since we're talking tamales, we had to go to the man here in town who does this amazing tamal cart. It's called El Tamalucas Saul Talavera. And it's actually a family tradition. And the name even goes back to his father and his recipe. So let's listen in. Feliz Navidad, Louie. We are talking tamales today, and we are joined by Saul and Esmeralda Talavera from El Tamalucas. How are you guys? Thanks for joining us. Hi. Good. Thanks for having us. Thank you. <laughs> um, so first, please tell us about the name Tamalucas. I know that it has something to do with your father and that it's a tribute to him and his memory. Lucas, it's 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 a nickname we we shared. Um, growing up, his his friends, you know, his really like close close homies would call him Lucas, and I was like Lucas Junior. So, <laughs> you know that that kind of stuck for forever. You know, like just with his close friends that he that he um 
you know, that he grew up with. So, you know, later when we got into the tamale business, um, it, it came way after his passing uh, and a little after we started like making tamales, uh, tamalucas. I was just driving one day and, and I don't know, for some reason, it just like it, it just came to mind to hit. And I was like, you know, I was stoked. I'm like, this is it. Like, you know, Malukas, that's that's a name. Like, this is something like, you know, so it's something we both shared, something we like he he was the the original Tamalero. He's the one that started this, you know, before he passed. We um we always talked about like just it, it started from a broken dream. So we had a dream of just like doing tamales, you know, special, like some way that that nobody's ever seen or even, you know, tasted. So we had, you know, we would talk about that for a while. It was just drunk talk. We never really made real moves. We never, <laughs> you know, we, we didn't, we didn't follow our dreams. You know, he had his own, his own uh, work and, and I was working at, at a uh, Sonic drive-in for, for, you know, for a while. And then, um, so he started selling tamales, you know, he, he, he was an all around handyman. He just, he would fix anything. He, he was a mechanic, but he was a cook and he loved cooking the most. Like he, he, so he started making tamales. I started, you know, getting him orders from, from the Sonic drive and from, from where I was working at. And, you know, he started just kind of building like once a week and then twice a week. And, you know, he started like gaining customers. And most of his food looked, yeah, it didn't look good, but it tasted tremendous. Like, holy smokes, what are you doing here? You know, and he, he would laugh. I would give him shit. Like, dude, you got to make it look presentable. You know, what are you doing? <laughs> but, you know, we, we were able to laugh about it. It wasn't ever, you know, like, you know, and, and he would tell me, well, that's where you come in. You're the one that's going to, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to evolve these two to plating, you know, nicer and, you know, stuff like that. He's like, that's your job. You're going to do that. So, and, um, so we never really got to experience it together. You know, he, he passed away back in uh, March, 2014, he passed away. He, um, after that, uh, about a month later, I, I lost, uh, they, they let me go from, from where, you know, my, my previous employer just, you know, they, they had, they were just, I don't know, they, they, they let me go, you know, they were cutting hours and I was one of those to let go. I struggled finding work for a long time. Uh, went through, few months, you know, I, I, I thought I had a decent resume, you know, and, and I was good with people. I, I, you know, it was, it was strange to not find work. And so then, you know, she, she's the one that really implemented the idea, like sell tamales, this, like, you're not doing anything else, you know, you're it. pretty much told me like, you're wasting time looking for work. You have something here. You, and I'm like, how? Like, I don't know how to make tamales, you know, like <laughs> you and your dad talked about just try to remember, you know, like yeah. the recipes and, you know, just, just put your own, yeah, yeah, put your own twist. She's like, trust me, it's going to work out, you know, and, you know, we're talking 2014. It was, it was a little strange, you know, um, going door to door to people trying to get a sale or Instagram and Facebook wasn't what it is now, you know, to where you can just make yeah. a post or, or pay, you know, motion and your thing blows up and, you know, you get people come try your food and it's, it was nothing like that. People were super skeptical. You know, you, 
you would reach out to people for free, you know, I would reach out to people for free samples and some people would be like, no, you know, what are you talking about? Free samples of, of tamales? Like, no, are you crazy? So, you know, the, the struggle was, it, it was a lot harder than, than what she, we both thought, you know, because I thought we had a little upper hand, you know, my kids were young, they were little, they were cute. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll bring them because I was a stay-at-home dad at the time. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's dude. Hell yeah, you know, I'm gonna get they're gonna be my my you know my my sidekicks and we're gonna kill it. And it we didn't, you know, like we got more rejections than than anything else. Like it was it was just hard, like uh, to get people to at least try our food, you know. So to make a sale was even harder. And so it, it went from there just slowly. You know, she she would um recommend people at, at her job and you know they started supporting us and you know I mean I'm sure my tamales weren't great, you know. Uh, it was the first times and you know a lot of improvements. People were very honest, you know, they, they would tell me like, hey, it needs a little bit of this and needs a little less of this, you know, the 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 masa is a certain way. So, you know, I mean tamales are just not that easy to to get it right, you know, and people are, are, are brutally honest that, you know, it'll, it'll get to you sometimes and you would want to just, you know, you, you get discouraged and you don't want to see, you know, you, you don't want to go out there anymore. You feel embarrassed. It's a pretty inspiring yeah. story, but I'm curious, like, what was your first tamale flavor? Yeah, it, was, it was the red port. That's what people mostly asked for. And and uh, yeah, the, the, the queso con rajas, you know, that's the, the cheese with the yeah. strip in the middle. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the first. Um, we started with the, you know, the most traditional flavors. What do you think the turning point was? One of my good friends, his name is Ryan. He He's like, dude, you need to start doing pop-ups around the city, you know, like pop up inside a bar or, you know, barbershop or know wherever they that, that you're permitted to you're allowed to sell food so we started doing that and that's when it really kicked in like you know we started doing more more um from there you know we started doing a lot of more catering and private like private parties so we started getting invited out to um to a lot of uh like you know um, events and festivals and stuff like that but we used to also do like backyard shows. Um, we grew up going to like punk rock shows in the, in the backyards and stuff like that. So we would go out there and also set up and, you know, that, that helped get the word out. So it became something, you know, and, and we're the only people doing that. Like we were the only people doing tamales, you know, kind of street style with toppings and yeah. crazy flavors and stuff like that. So, you know, that, that, that also was a, that's, that was like the second, you know, turning point where like, holy smokes, like this went from like Dillon to now we're, we're feeding people, you know, we're, we're kind of, yeah, we're bigger crowds. Uh, we're able to showcase, you know, a, a, a better presentation of a tamal. Esmeralda, what's your favorite tamale that you guys do now? And also, for both of you, how'd you come up with the dunkers? Okay, so my favorite tamale is the hot Cheeto tamale with green. It's a green chicken tamale. And we throw like a homemade sauce on top and Cheeto does. And I like to add like green sauce on there. I always add like salsa and chips. Like that's my main thing on a tamale. So that I would say that one's my favorite one. And then with the dunkers, one day, I don't know, like... <laughs> 
<laughs> Siberia just kind of, you know, it, it, it took a, a huge like um, hit, what, maybe the last couple of years, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. Um, Team Birria on everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, we were like, dude, birria, tamales, cheese, you know, like it's got the same, you know, components of a birria taco. And yeah. so we just kind of put it together and, you know, blew up. It blew up. And that's what everyone comes down to nowadays. Like we got to, we got to be ready and prepared for those because we got to bring a lot of consomme, a lot of, you know, tamales and, People are going crazy for these. It's 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 wild. I never yeah. I never we never imagined it like to blow it's, up like this. It's funny because um, when we're thinking of the birria tamales, we used to make just birria tamales, right? So we were like, let's make like the cheesy, you know, birria tamales with the side of consomme. We were like eating ice cream, and he looked at me. He's like, "What? Like consomme? Like does like dump it in there?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's good. It'll be good. Like let's try it. We know we don't know." So one day I get home from work and he has like the plate ready with me with like the bowl of consomme. <laughs> so I try it and it, it was like, it was really good. I'm like, we got to put this on the menu. Let's try Cause we had just gone the food truck. So we needed something that's going to like, you know, get attention. Mm-hmm. And also thanks to food be safe. They came down here. They did a, a special, you know, um, report on that and dude ever since they posted it like it's been nonstop crazy um lines and and people from all over the like we've seen all over the country right like we see people come out from the east coast from down south midwest everywhere and you know everyone's just so uh, i mean we're we're just everyone's so kind they're so excited to be there and to eat these beauty castle dunkers and it's it's crazy like it's 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 been really, really, really crazy lately. And, you know, we couldn't be more grateful and, and just very fortunate to still be able to do this, you know, during these crazy ass times. So, yeah, you guys have about 18,000 followers at last check um, on Instagram. Uh, obviously, you talked about how it's a tough road to get here. How do you build up your social media following? Like, was it from those foodies or was it from more posting? Because I'm sure a lot of people would love to know, like, what your secret is. The Instagram following, some of it came from, you know, giveaways and people that just tag their friends. And, um, you know, it comes a lot from that. I I know there's different ways that you can like gain hundred thousands of followers. You know, you, you can pay certain people to, you know, just help you with that and, and create videos and stuff like that. Most, most of, you know, our following came organically kind of, um, and food bees, and like food bees food honestly, bees. The, they, yeah. they put us up. Yeah. We're, I think we're at 9,000 and it brought us up to like 17,000 yeah. from that post wow. by really? itself. So I would say a lot, a lot yes. of that came from, from them and, you know, just people, just, just kind of promoting oh, cool. us and helping, yeah, support and and they put out the word. Um, I don't, I don't think I, I market enough. You know, I don't think I have ever invested into marketing or anybody like, um, any promotions for Instagram, anything like that. Um, but that helps too. That that can really help your your following and, you know, kind of grow your 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 business for sure. That's for any business, food truck or not. But um, yeah, ours just kind of everything has been, you know, kind of slow and just yeah, pictures and posts and you know people that come out and try our food, they 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 stay loyal to us and that's that has a lot to do with our following and and you know the 
the amounts of people that come out to see us because it's a lot of them are people that we used to deliver to since the beginning of days. And, you know, we see a lot of these people since, since we started delivering people that we cater to. And um, a lot of that comes from there too. So this was your dream with your dad, even if it was like somewhat of a Baracho stream, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was your dream. That's the um, best dream. <laughs> but he passed before he got his yeah. So what do you think now? You know, just when you kind of ponder what's going on and how successful you are now, what do you think that your dad would think of all of this? Dude, I think he would be super, super stoked. I, I know he's like wherever he's at, you know, he's he's laughing and he's at the same time he's guiding, you know. I, I feel that a lot of the times I you know, I, I almost think that if, if he wouldn't have passed, I don't think we still, I don't, I don't think this would have, you know, been a thing. I don't think if Tamalucas would have existed. And I just feel because, you know, it, it's easier said than done. And I feel that it, it, it happened the way it happened, you know, because it was, it was meant to happen this way. And mm-hmm. I'm sure he's happy and he's still, and he's laughing with us and he's just, you know, he's crying with us and he's, He's there all the time, you know, and, and every time I, I oversalt the pork, I know he's just laughing or every time <laughs> I, you know, burn something, he's there like cracking up or maybe it's him just messing with us, you know, I don't know. But he was, yeah, I'm sure he would be wherever he's at. He's he's happy and he's proud that, you know, it's it's that we, we fulfilled a, a, a dream that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think was, was going to happen. What's your, your dream for this, this truck and this business? Where do you want to go with it? I think it's final stage would be a, a, a nice sit down spot, you know, brick and mortar. Um, I feel that maybe serve tamales still the same way, but a, a little upscale, you know, a little, and you know, a little fancier, a little cleaner. Um, that's, that's the goal for that. And then after that, you know, I, I, I want to bring out a taco Lucas. So, you know, and then just go from there, just kind of um, everything that I like to specialize in, just take it to the next level. So do, do you guys bring something for show and tell? It's a cooler. Um, <laughs> hey. Well, this cooler right here is the same cooler that her grandmother, before she passed, um, she she gave it to me, yeah. right? She yeah. gave it to me. Um, this is a very cooler that all the tamales would come home with. You know, we didn't make any sales. This is the same Aww. cooler that we walked around. Me and my boys like stocked this up with three dozens. That's all I'm able to fit in here. Three dozens. <laughs> and um, yeah, this is the, the cooler that made us, you know, yeah. like we used to come home with a, like a full cooler until, you know, one day we sold them all and, and dude, we were stoked, you know, and this also was um, like I used it for my pop-ups. I used to throw in my toppings in here, like all the salsas and the, the, the queso fresco, the cilantro, and just roll up with this, you know, pop it open and just start you know, making tamales and something special to us. So, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is it. Yeah. I love coolers. I love your cooler. Yeah, it reminds me of like, you know, like Rockstar's uh, guitar cases. Right, I know. <laughs> it has all yeah. the stickers on it and stuff. I love your cooler. Yeah, your cooler rocks. Yes. <laughs> all right, so we're going to move on. The cooler is the coolest.
Right? On the fly. Louis, you got your timer ready? Your favorite Christmas tradition. Oh, man, that's easy, making tamales. <laughs> oh, food guilty pleasure. Ooh, pan dulce. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Uh, make uh, a million tamales of a snap in a finger. <laughs> What's your childhood favorite food? The simplest thing were probably just tortillas with a little crema and little pinch of salt. And that's, yeah, that was everything to us. Dude, that's the me. best. Um, dream place to travel and eat. Ooh, Italy. Yeah, definitely. Italy? Con tu esposa, yeah. of course, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Nobody else. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> what is your food truck soundtrack? What kind of music do you listen to? Oh, all these um, old school hip hop, um, reggaeton for her. No, that is not. Rock, uh, a lot of classic rock, some disco, uh, 80s, some romanticas, uh, a little bit of, uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit of everything. Cookie. We got cumbias, um, yeah, a little bit of everything except techno. <laughs> Best holiday treat. Oh, buñuelos. Oh, buñuelos. Cinnamon. All right. Comfort mm -hmm. food craving. Beef stew. Beef stew. <laughs> First thing you'll do when the pandemic's over. Throw a um, throw a food truck party somewhere. You know, find a. A cool event and just gather up some friends, some food truckers, and you know, fellow small businesses, and just throw you know a car show and have live music, you know, a lot of food, and that's yeah, just a good time. Yeah, last question, Lou. Best thing about living in Las Vegas? Oh, I think the, the people, uh, the people here, you know, um, being a local. We've seen um, the city go through a lot, and I think uh, the local support here is, I know a lot of cities say this, but the local support here is real, you know, and we we really support each other, especially in small businesses. You know, um, there's a real camaraderie about Las Vegas that I just, I love. Esmeralda, I have one more question for you. What do you think about your husband's perseverance? I love it. Saul. We're going to sell it for El Tamalucas. What do you want people to know? How do they reach you? Anything you want to say? This is your time now. How do we get tamales? Yes. Find us on Instagram, Facebook. We don't have a set location yet. Um, we do post our locations on our, our feed and bio. Uh, updates are on our stories. Um, Come out, try the the hot Cheetos, the birria pozole. That's that's been a banger lately. People love it. It's oh. it's crazy good. Yeah, and just stay tuned for for new flavors coming up. Uh, this next year, we you know continue to just take it to the next level and bring everyone with new new ways of eating tamales. Seriously, pozole is so perfect right now because it's so chilly outside. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's such like a comforting like big bite of like hominy and like that beautiful like soup flavor oh go get that birria pasole i'm gonna go do that i think very soon louis yes 
uh, Saul and Esmeralda. So nice to finally meet you guys. We're so excited for your business. We're going to send everybody over there. Go get your tamales. Yeah. Look at their Instagram page. They're popping up all over the valley. And we're so excited for you. Thank you so much. You're now part of the Two Sharp Shops family. Yes. Thank you guys so so much. We love you. Hope to get to feed you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on top of your tamale game. You make Las Vegas proud. Thanks for listening to Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone. We love subscribers almost as much as we love food. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review. And check out Two Sharp Chefs. That's with a number two on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our WordPress blog. Email us with any questions and ideas at twosharpchefs at gmail.com. And Louie, we stream new episodes every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. It's been a pleasure. We're 86th. Till next week.